Hi everyone, I'm Sarah. And I'm Nicolette. And you're listening to the Her Beautiful Hustle podcast. We are two women on a mission to help and inspire other women just trying to live their best lives. Come tell us your story. Wanted you could get it, just a diamond in the rough, and you always shine bright, even when things get tough. Keep your head held high, straighten out your crown. Here to pick you up whenever you feeling down. Remember to never give up and keep pushing through. Believe in yourself, dreams do come true. Hard work, dedication, and commitment is the key. Keep showing up, being all that you could be. Just know that you're not alone. Be proud of your success. Stay focused on the prize, more peace, no stress. Gotta live your best life. Bask in all your glory. We promote women empowerment. Come tell us your story. So normally for our intros, Nikki and I like to go off the cuff a little bit so we don't sound, you know, like we're reading from a script. However, for today, I wrote a very cheesy, pun intended intro for our guests. So a good charcuterie board consists of a variety of cheeses, salty meats, crunchy crackers, a juicy fruit, a crisp vegetable, maybe a tangy pickle, and of course, something sweet. Basically, it's a bunch of different things to cover anything your palate desires. And that is exactly what we have in store for today's episode. So our guest, Brie Iannotti, hometown Amsterdam girl, so cool to have her on. She's covered it all and we've covered it all with her. We have our side hustle with the charcuterie Brie, her full-time job as a physical therapy assistant working with kids, her full-time job as a mom and a wife, and her journey with running. We love running. And didn't her husband actually do this like really incredible video of her running the Disney marathon a couple of yes. years back? So yes. stinking cool. So get ready. Listen to Bree's episode. It's amazing. And of course, we can't resist the lightning round either. So you've got that at the end to look forward to too. Thanks for listening. We have an exciting update for everyone. We recorded Bree's interview back in February, and this week she started a brand new job with the Broad Alpen Perth School District. So congratulations, Bree. Welcome to the podcast, Bree. Thank you so much for having us. We are super excited about this episode. And to our listeners who are local to Amsterdam, you've probably seen her Instagram page for Shakuta Bree, which she has the most amazing charcuterie boards. And we're going to talk a lot about your other aspects of your life too, but we want to go right into that because we just think it's so cool. I mean, have you ever seen a prettier board? I know. (laughs) Welcome. Tell us who you are. Tell us how you started, started your little business. Sure. Uh, My name is Brie Iannotti. I started the Charcuta Brie in officially uh, December of 2020, but um, the actual name of the business started out as just a a hashtag that I was just fooling around and quarantine and, you know, shut down like the rest of the world. And I didn't want to make bread. So I just decided I wanted to play with cheese <laughs> instead. And <laughs> there was the birth. Love it. So the name is just up- brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> you no, know, I have to say too, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but it literally just dawned on me today that Brie is also a cheese. <laughs> so it's like a two part. I don't know why this one to be for that, but like, cause I just thought it was like the play on the name charcuterie. Yeah. But yeah. But also Brie is a cheese and I, that literally just dawned on me today. Well, normally actually a lot of people have said to me, Oh, I just realized that's a play on your name. So you're not too far off. <laughs> okay. I had it you're backwards. Not- <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, cool. So yeah. So how did you come up with the name? Um, it rhymed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so when, when my was- brother-in-law um, saw your Instagram, he was like, please tell me that's why she capitalized on that name because of it being your first name. I was like, yep, she did not. She did not miss that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was not lost. Sorry, Sarah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, so you started it, you know, couple years ago and so how is it going now compared to when you know the first board you did for example it's going really well um it actually it really took on a life of its own um I when I officially started and I made that very scary you know official post that I was going to start taking orders I was scared to death um but when I first did it I really kind of thought all right I'm not going to advertise crazy. I'm not going to do a lot. I have a full-time job. I have kids. I have a lot going on. I'm just going to kind of see where it goes. And, you know, if I have an order, I have an order. If I don't, I don't, I didn't have any overhead. So I wasn't really losing anything by, you know, not making boards every single week. And then as you just go on and, you know, you make a board and you want to post it and you make a board and you want to post it. And then before you know it, it's like you're, you're marketing yourself. (laughs) So cool. So right in the heart of the pandemic, this is when you, you kicked it off. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Christmas was coming. Like I, I think my, my official start date was December 21st of 2020. Um, so I celebrated my year this past December, but, um, when I did it, I, it was like days before Christmas. So I was like, all right, I'll get like a board or two. I, I got quite a bit of orders for Christmas, which was super close to the holiday. So I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. (laughs) That's so exciting. So what, um, you know, from when you first started making the boards, what would you, have you changed like any of your techniques or the way you, you put together a board as you know, have you, has that changed for you? Um, I always start with the cheese and I kind of move in that sense, like the same, I start with the cheese, move on to the meat, and then I go into like the fruits and the veggies and, you know, the accoutrements. And then I kind of move into like the fillers afterwards. Um, I sometimes will still do crackers on a board, but most of the time I leave them off just because I find that they stay fresher. Um, but if I know somebody's literally taking it home and serving it in a couple hours, then you know, crackers on the board <laughs> just to save room for everybody else. Yeah. But other than that, um, you know, you learn tricks and trades on how to do a few boards at once and how to mass produce versus one board at a time because holidays are just insane and you really need to know how to do it yourself because that's the only person doing it. <laughs> and, um, do it efficiently. I'm doing it out of my kitchen. So, you know, my household is still very much here and running and things need to move. Where do you get most of your supplies? Like do you have a favorite place or do you shop around? How do you collect all the goodies for the board? Well, I'm really lucky that I work in Albany. So, well, I work in Albany three and a half days a week. So one of one or two or several of those days usually involve several trips to Trader Joe's. And that's usually where I love to get things. They have such eclectic little finds at holiday time and their cheeses are just amazing. Their flavors. So 
I really find that Trader Joe's is a, a good one-stop shop. I can get a lot at Trader Joe's. You think of like different seasons, like are there certain cheeses that are like better to have on boards that are in the winter time versus like the summertime? Is that, is that a thing? Yeah, for sure. Um, I like there's certain cheeses that you can just have on boards anytime, but I, for right now, I think the two cheeses that stick out the most to me are the, um, the goat cheese log, but there's one that's a blueberry vanilla and one that's a cranberry, is it cranberry vanilla? Cranberry cinnamon. Ooh. The cranberry cinnamon obviously is like the winter board. It goes yeah. well with the rest of, you know, all the Christmassy things that you're putting on a board the pumpkin spice in the win in the fall time, you know, it's just very rich in those fall winter flavors. Mm. And then in the summertime, blueberry vanilla, just all over the place. <laughs> I think I've tried that one from you. It's, it's good. pretty good. It's a good one. It's a good I segue into goat cheese. If you're not a goat cheese person, I was actually never a goat cheese person. And then, yeah, I know. And oh then I went Lord. into some flavored ones and I was like, okay. <laughs> We're, we're different now. Oh, nice. I, I think I love all cheese though. I don't know if I've ever met a cheese I don't like. So yeah, I'll probably no, like have I've that reaction to every that. cheese you mentioned. Go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheddar, oh my Lord. <laughs> uh, what would you say your most popular board is? Um, my most popular board size wise definitely depends on what time of year it is. So I've noticed that in the winter time, well, in the winter time during a pandemic, that is, it really <laughs> kind of sizes down, shocking. Um, so the two size, so like the date night, which serves two or um, just the small board, which serves four to six, that's usually um, a board that I sell a lot in the winter, especially the date night last night or last year, the date night was all the time. It was like every weekend, hands down, that board was going out. And then in the summer, it's all about the really big boards. So the 22 by 12 is my, my biggest board that I have. And those are all the time and it's summertime because people are going to barbecues and parties yeah. and yeah. And they're, they're bigger gatherings. And again, in the pandemic, that's when we felt when we feel the safest was in those summer months, both years. Mm -hmm. So bigger boards in the summer. You do those little individual ones too, right? Yep. I started doing those this year, the boxes, the, um, grab and graze. Yeah. Such a good cool. idea. It was. Now you, you partnered with evolve. Was there anyone else that you, um, that sold them for you or no. Um, so we started doing it with evolve and then, um, the holidays came and the boxes got really hard to get. So we kind of didn't do as many anymore. And then the holidays really came and so did everything else under the sun and Gina just had her baby. So, um, I know that they had a lot going on there. Yeah. Finally got more boxes <laughs> in. So whenever they're ready, <laughs> the boxes are here. Uh, and then what a great collab. Yeah. yeah. You also collab with custom cakes. Is that right? Uh, custom cakes by Casey. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So desserts. we did, um, I did a Valentine's day collab with her last year and we're doing it again this year. She and I, um, we actually used to waitress together at the Lansy restaurants um, oh. years and years ago. And we always just stayed close and friends and her cakes are absolutely amazing. Um, not even knowing it last year when I turned 40, I did a adult cake smash uh, photo shoot 
with Samantha, uh, Samantha Martin's photography. And oh, I saw those pictures. I think that's oh, so cool. cool. It was the best. It was so fun. It was so liberating, but it was the most <laughs> fun because I was supposed to shovel the cake into my mouth. And that's honestly all I wanted to do. Um, so yeah, I have a, we collabed again for this Valentine's day. And then, and Mother's Day last year, I collabed with J Flora Designs. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Now, what are some of the most common questions that you get from people interested in buying a board or your customers who do just to kind of help get the word out for you? Um, how much are your boards? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how much are they? Um, you know, they want to know what sizes, how many people it, it serves per size. Uh, what is charcuterie? What goes on your boards? Do you have dietary restrictions that you follow? Um, all the basic questions that, you know, go into food service, really. Now, do you have a landing page for people to find out the answers to those? Because I know in the past, was it on your link tree maybe that, that yep. there's a link in Instagram? Yep. So I have a link tree that has um, a couple articles and newscasts that I've done, but it also has my order form. So what are your goals for the business? Do you have any future or long-term goals or short-term goals? Yes. Nikki's just went, boop. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to hear them. This is like our world. <laughs> um, so long run, I, I really have this amazing business. I don't want to say plan because it's not really a plan yet. It's, it's a, it's a dream that will be into a plan um, soon, or soon, but not soon. <laughs> I really want to have a brick and mortar um, shop where people can come in and they can get their own boards that I make that day. They can just kind of grab them out of a cooler, different sizes, um, the grab and graze boxes if they want individuals. But I also want to have cheeses available or meats and people can come in and just grab some stuff and go home and make their own boards if they want to. Um, classes in that shop as well. So I can kind of have a kitchen space in the back, but I really would like to have an open space in the front where people can come in almost like a paint and sip kind of a thing, but um, make your own charcuterie. So you, you pay for the night, you pay for the fee, all of your supplies are given to you and I show you how to do it all. And you go home with- Sign food. us up. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. We want to be the first class. Yes. If you need like test people, we'll, we'll, we'll help you test it out. Okay. So the classes I'm actually toying with, um, this year, um, just to kind of go around and do if people want them in their homes or if they want them at an actual establishment. Um, I had one lined up for January, but we all know how January went right after Christmas. So it was a corporate event and they actually pushed it out to the spring. So it's still in play. It's just not happening. It just didn't happen yet. Oh my Lord. Yeah. That is a brilliant idea. Could That's you imagine so Sarah, a night of just cheese, bread, crackers? Yes. <laughs> Wine. <Maybe>. Wine. Yep. <laughs> that sounds Kids aren't allowed, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> not mine, not yours. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it all sounds great, but we know that there's behind the scenes. We know there's some been some hard to like, what have been your hardest moments and like, what have been your most rewarding moments so far in your short journey? This So hardest moments is just time. 
Um, I have a million ideas like that, that I know can be put into place. And I just, my world lives in pockets, pockets of time, pockets of, you know, waking up early, 99% uh, of the time I am up well before the sun and already gloves on, cheese out, cutting board, and we're, we're making stuff. Um, I do that for me so then I can have some time with my family on the weekend. So then I'm, it's work-life balance basically. Um, so for me, it's just time. I, I, as my husband put it, you know, we, we don't really have an off switch, but our lives force us to have our, our off switch right now. So, and then the most rewarding is things like this, like just people wanting to get your business out and just the unbelievable support that I have gotten over this past year and a month from our community. It's just been insane. That's so That's nice great. to hear. We love this community too. So yeah. it's not a, we just love that you get to feel that. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to watch it happen for you too. Thank you. Um, okay. So before we move on to the other aspects of your life, is there anything else you want listeners to know about the charcuterie business? Stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> and we'll, we'll put that was a, gr in a great line. <laughs> <laughs> um, where to find you, your Instagram handle, all that. Awesome. Thanks. So you also work full-time. Tell mm -hmm. us about that. So I work full-time for a company that contracts um, therapists, uh, physical therapists, uh, occupational therapists, and speech therapists to school districts. So I currently um, work in two different districts. I'm in Albany and in Fonda. Um, and it's busy. <laughs> It's just very busy. I started um, in PT. I'm a PTI, so a physical therapist assistant. Um, so I don't do evaluations, but I do treatments and progress notes and all that really fun slash boring stuff that no one wants to hear about. Um, <laughs> I started in geriatrics as soon as I graduated in 2015. Uh, I was at Nathan Latour and it was awesome, but I did my third and final clinical affiliation in school at Amsterdam School District and fell in love with the kids, the therapists, the, the atmosphere. Um, it's just a totally different animal of physical therapy than it is in any other setting. And I just loved it. So for five years, I loved working with the geriatrics, but my heart was really in the pediatrics. And I got my big pediatric break um, in 2019. In the wow. fall, um, I went to Broad Alban to do a maternity leave and everyone thought I was nuts because I was leaving a full-time cushy job for a maternity <laughs> leave, but I knew in my heart that that's where I needed to go and follow. And I, um, my time ended there in December, the maternity leave ended, and then I got this job in January, 2020 cut to a pandemic in March of 2020. So yeah. I don't have a lot of experience in my world pre-pandemic. Um, I walked into Fonda School District meeting teachers and kids for the first time 
with a mask on. Um, many of them for the first year of me working there had no idea what I looked like. And that was weird. Yeah. 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 What, um, what ages of kids do you work with now, Marie? Are they all like elementary school? Do you push into the junior high? Like, how does that work with physical um, therapy? Physical therapy kind of, I had a couple middle school kids last year. This year it's um, kindergarten through about third grade. How is it, how is it determined who sees you of the kids then? They're given evals. Um, it all goes through the um, CSE, all through the special ed department. Um, usually mm -hmm. if you're in special ed, you qualify or you're at least given um, an evaluation to see if you need any uh, additional related services. So speech therapy, um, occupational or PT. So Brie, can you just tell our audience, like if you are concerned about your child having um, difficulty with speech, anything um, <laughs> occupational therapy with your motor skills or physical therapy, like how do you initiate this process? Do you, can you write a letter? Do you have to tell the teacher? Who do you, who do you ask to get this, the ball started? Be the best advocate for your child that you can possibly be. Um, start with the teacher because they see your child every single day. And chances are, if your child does need a service, your teacher has already been aware of it, made note of it, and most likely already contacted the therapist for, um, for some kind of documentation to go home to mom to get a screening. So we usually, how it is in my company is we'll start with a screening and then we'll move on to an evaluation based on what we find in the screenings. So let's just say like for some reason, the teacher hasn't initiated it. What does a parent need to send a letter in writing? Can they do it verbally? How does it, how do they get the evaluation? I've actually never had that happen before. Um, That's great news. That's a good idea. <laughs> um, I would assume they would, they would just, again, start with a conversation with the teacher, see if they have anything that they're seeing. Um, go to the doctor, your child's pediatrician. They're usually an excellent source to go to and find out. Um, our son, our oldest, had terrible ear issues and ear infections like forever um, when he was a year up until a year old. And he finally got tubes, but he, because of that, he was having a really hard time with this expressive speech. So we got um, an early evaluation for him and he, um, early intervention evaluation, um, and he scored so high on the receptive that he wasn't able to qualify for, for speech. But as soon as he got his tubes in, he started speaking. So we actually never, but they did follow up with us six months later, but um, it was our pediatrician that got that all started for him. Great. So there's a couple different avenues of yeah. ways that parents yeah, can if a trigger child the- really young, um, like he was in daycare. So me and her had had, had some conversations and then it moved into um, the pediatrician and then an ENT and he was so young. So it was all early intervention, but mm -hmm. at school age, it would be pediatrician and um, your teacher probably. I mean, the work that you guys do is so valuable. I, my daughter sees every therapist that you, you can see. She's seen them since birth. And the milestones that I know that she's been able to achieve because of people like you, it, it just blows my mind because you just, you guys know all the tricks and trades of getting them to, and then teaching us what to do with them too. So I can't, 
say enough about getting a therapist in your child's life earlier, the better. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I always say working with pediatrics and like you said, getting them to do things that, you know, like sometimes it's just hard and you can't get them to do that one goal that you know that they need to do. And I always say PT with kids is sometimes like putting broccoli into chicken nuggets because you have to make it fun for these kids or else you're not getting anything from them. And, um, yeah. you know, everyone loves a chicken nugget. So <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> the, um, the, I think it's, it's not a secret to everyone, like doing therapy over the pandemic virtually for kids who need it is it's just a really hard task. It's pretty much the parents or the caregivers doing the therapy. Like you're, you're directing them what therapy to do with, with the kids. So you are making them the therapist. I cannot commend the parents enough um, during the pandemic, during the first like real shutdown that was insane. I just remember getting that first phone call of them saying, okay, we're doing it. We're doing teletherapy. I'm like, my job is these hands on these kids. Like, how am I supposed to do a sit-up with a child that's, you know, 40 minutes away from me? (laughs) These parents are, you know, they don't want to do this. They don't know how to do it. They're, you know, some of them have such, you know, they're so rigid and they're scared that they're going to, you know, break a bone or move them too much or stretching is, is really stressful sometimes if you don't know what you're feeling. And it was, um, it was a learning experience for everybody involved and how my school did it at the time I was at Ravina, only at Ravina and they offered it. And if you wanted it, you could do it. And if not, then we offered, um, like workout videos for the kids. And some therapists did actual, you know, sent them a Google link or a YouTube link. And I thought, well, you know, I want to keep fresh in these kids' minds. I was, I met them a month and a half before we went into shutdown. And a week of that in February, we weren't at school because we it was February break. So my time in FaceTime with these children was so limited that I wanted them to see my face. So hallelujah that you're back with them in person. I mean, it's just like, (laughs) we made it. (laughs) I agree. I'll, I'll take a mask. You know, it's my favorite thing, but if it keeps me in school and, you know, (laughs) we had to go remote, um, in the beginning of January and it was like flashback city. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. Well, thanks for having that attitude because our kiddos certainly need you and people like you to be in their lives in person every day. I remember you putting, um, I think maybe it was on your Instagram. You did some videos. Oh my God. Yeah, I did. I posted a lot of my bloopers because. Oh yeah, that's what it was. It was everyone just needed. Those were funny. Yeah. 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 I started to take myself seriously in the beginning and I was like, all right, I'm going to post things and I'm going to let parents do this stuff with their kids. And some friends of mine were, you know, emailing me like, what can I do with my kid? What can I do with my kids? And that was great and fine, but I'm like, everyone needs to laugh. So this video was hilarious. So I shared that (laughs) because they're going to like that more than showing their kid how to do a jumping jack. (laughs) Honestly, my brother's partner still 
he kept it. He saved it from my Facebook and he, <laughs> every now and then he'll watch it and just start dying laughing. And my brother knows he's watching that video of me during shutdown. <laughs> We're going to need to get a clip of it for your Instagram post. So oh, we air your episode just to yeah. give everyone a good laugh. It's, so tell us about your family. Tell us yeah. about your your number one job. <laughs> okay, number one job. Okay. So my husband and I have been married for six years. We actually went to high school together. Um, we were friends. So we've been friends and known each other since I was 15 and he was 16. Never oh. dated, just friends. Um, it took him to move to Florida <laughs> for, I think it was all during his twenties. He was there <laughs> and I was here in Saratoga. And we always just kind of kept in touch, just kept it light. And it wasn't just our time. And then in our late twenties, it was like, it's time. <laughs> so oh, sweet. Yeah. So we started dating, um, six months, the first six months of our relationship was long distance. And then he moved home after that. Okay. And then six years later, we got married and had our first son. Um, we have two boys. One is five. His name is Drew. And then Sammy is almost four. So, oh, yeah, they're awesome. We wanted to have them close together in age and they thank God for both of them because they're, they're everything that we were hoping if we had kids close in age would be. Oh, so sweet. So they're not only too they're growing up in Amsterdam, but you and your husband grew up here too. How's that been like, like kind of just continuing it's, on your. It's kind of surreal. I mean, it's weird to be like the parent on the other end of, you know, him starting kindergarten at, you know, I, I didn't go to Berkeley. Um, we live on the South side. So I didn't go to Berkeley, but you always knew Berkeley as like this. It was like the other elementary school that was like in the small it was smaller and it was more neighborhood friendly and and the south side is just so its own little world over here anyway so um it was it's always just been really cool and now that you know Drew goes there and we have friends that are teachers there and neighbors that you know one of my friends that I grew up as we were neighbors, you know, four blocks away from each other. We are now like three houses away from each other and our kids are growing up together and it's just awesome. That's so cool. So cool. Shout out to Barkley. Harlow goes there too. Yeah, yes, it's exactly. a great school. <laughs> Go Bulldogs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Sarah, here's your moment you've been oh waiting my God. for. <laughs> so I really want to like geek out with you on running really bad. All right, let's go. And maybe we'll have to continue the conversation on our own if it gets too long-winded. Nikki, feel free to reel me in. Um, <laughs> okay, so when um, you're you're currently training for a half marathon, right? Mm-hmm. Or the uh, Sakandaga Lake, I yeah. think you said. When is yep. that? May fifteenth. And what? How many races have you done? What like what number will this be? The boy, um, one. Four. That's Four awesome. half marathon, I think. Yeah. Wow. So, so when did you, when did you, when and why did you start running? The first time I did a half marathon was I think 2013. Um, it was up in Scroon Lake. Running has just always been something that I never liked. Um, hated it actually. When I was in high school, I tried to join the track team with my best friend because she talked me into it. And I, 
made up some ridiculous lie about wanting to study more. So I needed to quit. (laughs) If you know me, you know, I wasn't studying any. So I just never liked it. And then that particular race, I've always been a cyclist. That was always my thing. I was a spinning instructor. I loved doing um, charity rides through Massachusetts. Um, It was called the Cape Cod Getaway. It was a, a charity ride for MS, which is extremely near and dear to my, my heart. So for years I was doing that and um, the training of that kind of segued into being a spinning instructor and cycling was just always my world. And I could never really get into running. And then um, run MS was doing a fundraiser through Scroon Lake, through the Adirondack Distance Marathon Festival or something like that is what it's called. Um, mm-hmm. It's a really long name, <laughs> really long distance. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it was an opportunity to both raise money for MS again, but also that I knew was going to hold me accountable to finish and keep at it. Um, mm-hmm. So that was my first half marathon in 2013. That's so cool. And then you've done the Disney half twice? Yeah. Yep. So I did the half marathon my first year in 2019. And then my second year, I did the fairy tale challenge, which was a 10K one day and then the next day, the half marathon. And that was right before shutdown. So that was February of 2020. What's your favorite distance? Um, I love uh, 10K. I love six miles. I think that that's my favorite distance to run training wise and race wise. But um, the stockade-a-thon is a 15k and that mm-hmm. is like the f- most fun race ever oh is it yeah it's it. really really fun if you can get past what could be a very bitter cold morning oh yeah it's a really really fun race <laughs> we did the boiler time. maker together and that was mm-hmm. really fun so it's interesting that yeah. you said that, it would be hard to top the boiler maker in my mind it was I've like every step was a party and it was the yeah. energy is like yeah. it just keeps you grooving yeah and yep. it's like so middle cool. of summer so it's not yeah. as cool but and yeah. there's beer afterwards. yeah I yeah boilermakers <laughs> on my list but I think this year they moved it to the fall didn't yeah they? I did it in the fall it was October 10th or something like that um mm-hmm. but I don't know for 2022 if they're moving it back or not to July yeah. So what do, you, do you have any advice for anyone who's looking to start training for either their first race or maybe a longer distance race, you know, and what, you know, maybe give advice, both like the physical aspect of training and the mental aspect too. So let's see, I would say just know your world. Um, if you're a mom or, you know, your job is very demanding on you, you need to know that you're going to need your village to help you train because it's a lot of hours. It's Saturday long runs or Sunday long runs. It's work. And then, you know, run after work. Um, If you don't like to run in the dark, find a buddy. Um, You know, it's just, you got to find what works for you. It, what works for me might not work for every single person. So for me, my first one, like I said, it was more, it was near and dear to my heart. And it was something that I knew I had to be accountable for because I wasn't going to let myself down on that one. So, but if you just walk into it and be like, ah, I'm just going to do it, <laughs> you know, you might not have the same desire. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you may have seen in the news, but earlier this month, two 
women in their late thirties, they're elite runners and they're both mothers broke the American record for the marathon and the half marathon. And uh, it was Kira D'Amato for the marathon and Sarah Hall for the half. And I don't know if you've read any of their stories, but do you, do you, does that, is, does that motivate you for your own goals? Do you find that inspiring? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these are also women that, you know, this is their job. So, right. you know, they don't have maybe X, Y, and Z behind them, but they do, they have their own X, Y, and Z and they're still mm-hmm. pushing through and, and doing it and their moms. So first and foremost, that is the, their primary. Yeah. Um, so I think, and they're, they're training way more than, you know, I am for a princess marathon. Sure. Or <laughs> Yeah. Um, they definitely inspire me. I, uh, I recently, um, Disney did their marathon weekend mm-hmm. and I cannot remember how to pronounce her last name, but it's like it's Brittany, Brittany Cal- Cal- I don't even know. Oh, or I'm going to butcher it, but yeah, um, she won all four days of the race. It's called the, um, the dopey challenge. And it's similar to like the, so they have different challenges for every one of their races, um, race weekends. And that weekend is the dopey. So it's, you run a 5k, a 10k, a half marathon, and then a marathon. Then you My end, legs are cramping just you, talking yeah, about this. Four days in a row. <laughs> and I was listening to a podcast of hers that she did recently. And, um, you know, she kind of almost, I don't want to say stumbled across signing up for this, but it was Boston fell through for her. So she kind of was like, well, I want to do that because Disney makes me happy. And I have, she just was going to do it to finish. She had no desires to, to set out for this goal. And it just ended up working out for her. Mm -hmm. And it's just insane. It's so awesome. So yeah, Yeah. these women are definitely, definitely high up there on the, you know, when you're on I think your soapbox, just get yeah. off and watch these women because they rock. Yeah. yeah. I think her, I think it was Brittany Charbonneau. Yes. Yes. That's I think that was her name. Yeah. Yeah. She won all four races. Yeah. All four of them. She just swept it, swept it, Ryan. <laughs> I'd be icing myself still. <laughs> yeah. She claims she's still on her runner's high. So <laughs> bless her. Lasts a while. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of every podcast, we do a rapid fire. So okay. we have a bunch of questions for you. Nikki, okay. do you want to, do you want to start it off? Sure. So what outfit do you feel your absolute best, most confident in? Well, <laughs> given my <laughs> occupations, um, I don't get to dress up a lot. Um, usually, you know, during the week I am in either scrub pants or workout clothes, which a lot of people think that that is like the best, most convenient thing ever, but I'm definitely over it. I enjoy a nice heel. I like to put on a good pair of jeans or nice pants and just dazzle it up. So yeah, I like to dress up and that's when I feel good. Sweet. That's awesome. So I guess a match there's the matching sweatsuit trend is back. How Mm -hmm. do you feel about it? I think other people can rock it. Um, but I feel like for me, I'm like that meme where the girl is in like the cute flannel and then there's the other girl like rocking around feeling like a lumberjack. That's kind of <laughs> like the matching sweat. So I, I don't think I can pull it off <laughs> at all. That's really funny. <laughs> so 
if being just if you could be disconnected from technology for 48 hours would that be a nightmare or you would bring welcome that disconnection uh well rapid fire answer i would say nightmare but i know that that would be what my body and my mind would definitely need in life so i'm gonna go with yes i dream of days like that yeah <laughs> oh of no technology yeah yeah I feel like my answer would be similar nightmare, but then I would know ultimately it'd be good for me. It's it's what you need. Yeah. I feel yeah. like we all do. What is your favorite dish to make? Um, well, I love to make um, sauce and meatballs. My husband and I have really kind of perfected our own. So he makes a really good meatball and our sauce has kind of literally married each other. Uh, he had a sauce from recipe from his family and I have one from my family and we've kind of just doctored it into what kind of works into our family now. So I would say sauce wow. and meatballs. Mm. You'll have to and sell it when you open your store. Yeah. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> Screen time for kids is something Sarah and I talk about all the time. Is it a hello for you or <laughs> How do, I is say it, is it how you get shit done. <laughs> everything in moderation. Um, I'm good for, you know, anything. Well, not anything, but, you know, screen time with limitations. So you and I had actually discussed screen time when we were in quarantine in the beginning of January. So it was, uh, it was a little bit heavier then, but, um, you know, we pumped the brakes a little bit. now. <laughs> Well, my kids, honestly, they really actually do like to do things that are more on the educational side. We actually took YouTube right off. We didn't even, it's not even. Oh, wow. So I should do that. Good thinking. <laughs> they get down um, rabbit holes. I don't know what the heck. I know. Yeah. Where are you? So bad. We're making slime out of bubble gum and toothpaste and the sinks They're watching a, a tire, like break yeah. boys. Like what is this? <laughs> Like, yeah, Scarlett was watching that too. It's very weird. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say you have a green thumb or are you like, I kill every plant that comes in my house? <laughs> so I try. My husband's laughing. Um, <laughs> I try every summer to have really pretty flowers and <laughs> plants around my house. And my dad comes over and we make it like a, a thing. We go buy the flowers, we plant them. And then I kind of water them. <laughs> <laughs> I go on vacation, I forget. Um, I, you know, we have hostas and they look great. So, you know. <laughs> work in progress. <laughs> yeah. So I pretty much, you know, I keep my kids and my dog and my husband alive, but the stuff outside, eh, you might have to fend for yourself. Would you want to live by the ocean or in a major city? If you ocean. All day. Ocean. What's your favorite season? Fall. Definitely. What's fall. your favorite kind of date night with your husband? Oh gosh. They're so rare. <laughs> Well, we actually just got back um, this weekend. We went to Stratton and that was amazing. Um, we like to do things, you know, experiences. So we, at night when the kids go to bed, we like to find like a common show that we can share like one episode before we go to sleep. Um, but date night, I love like a good dinner. Um, we 
this weekend, like I said, we went to Stratton, but that was the first time that we had been skiing in six years. So that was like everything to me that to both of us, we, we took the kids, um, tubing, snow tubing in December, right before, during Christmas break. And we both were like, Oh God, we just missed it so much. So we decided we had to start incorporating that a little bit more into our lives. How fun. Yeah. Yeah. What is a show or a book that you're currently into right now? Oh gosh. Um, well, like I said, so we tried to do a show that's, you know, Andy Bree friendly. So <laughs> we just finished and my, my family, our, both of our families will tell us that we watch shows that are like way too intense for them to like watch and then go to bed, but we have no issues. <laughs> we go right to sleep. <laughs> um, so we just finished uh, mayor of Kingstown and now oh. we moved into a little lighter mode and now we're, we're onto the Ted Lasso of the world. Oh, so good. Oh. You're in for a treat. Yeah, we do like it. We're enjoying it. It's not it's one of our favorites. You know, it's like you so yeah Nikki we finally finished season one of Yellowstone I have another hyping it up she's been hyping it up it's so good poor Um, Sarah told me about Ted Lasso like a year before I started watching it It it's one of my biggest regrets that I didn't (laughs) take that on sooner (laughs) what's one of your favorite guilty pleasures oh gosh I I live for Bravo and my (laughs) I do. I just, I zero judgment here. I I do. I follow certain accounts like Bravo accounts on online and you know, yeah, I'm fully invested fully. If some, if you're going to meet someone and they say to you, you need to be on time. Does that mean a few minutes early? Does that mean right at this time you're supposed to meet? Or does that mean five minutes is okay? Wait. Um, I'm hmm. on the important stuff. (laughs) (laughs) on the important stuff I am on time so work you know things like that my kids usually a little five minutey for daycare (laughs) (laughs) but I pick them up on time (laughs) the important stuff I'm on time but I'm usually I'm a good five minute you're you're good for a good five minutes with me Outside of uh, your cheese boarding before the sun comes up, what are some of your favorite self-care? Oh gosh. Well, I got a facial steamer, which I don't know where I got that idea from. Um, (laughs) I don't know either. (laughs) I got it for Christmas. It's amazing, right? (laughs) And my sister-in-law bought it for me and God bless her because she was like, what is this? (laughs) <laughs> I have no idea, but it came with like extracting tools and a towel warmer. No yeah, way. I'll send you the wow. link because you might need an update. Um, oh my lord! It's a humidifier. It's like a three-in-one. It's amazing. So I like to, if the kids are in the tub, which is not a total self-care, but it's a self-care that I can work into my day. Um, I like to do like a mask or something when they're playing in the tub. That way I can be with them, but yeah, I can take care of me at the same time. But it's probably it's awesome. a really good thing. Mine didn't come with the extraction tools because boy, I probably would have like wounds everywhere. Yeah. Like I'd get really yeah. carried away. Got your pimple popper <laughs> at your <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, oh. well that's definitely that. And then just overall, you know, we don't get enough time with girlfriends. So I really do try to 
get with a group of my girlfriends at least once a month for dinner. That's nice. Yeah, sweet. something. Now, our last question is, um, if you could recommend someone that we should interview next for the podcast, who, who should we reach out to? Well, I'm going to plug my best friend, um, Carla Pacage. Um, she's an Amsterdam native. She lives in Saratoga now. She also opened a business, uh, while pregnant with her first, wow. um, during the pandemic and it's an online boutique. Oh, say boutique. Um, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I follow yeah. her too, actually. So, yeah, I think her story is just really amazing. She, her, her drive of how she got to where she was, um, she still works full time. Her daughter is over a year old now. Um, she's really just trying to plug away at it while, you know, it's a hard industry and she's doing a really great job. And, you know, she took all the right necessary steps business-wise. She took a class with the chamber to kind of learn how to do it all. And, you know, a lot of people just don't put those kind of efforts in. She won an award for it. And um, she's definitely someone that's worth talking to. We're coming for you. You're <laughs> yeah. on the list, Carla. <laughs> yes. Well, this was so awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time and staying up late. To, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I'm all buzzed up. So I'm yeah, <laughs> Same. let's do it again. Yeah. We can't wait to see where you go, Brie. This is super Thank exciting. You Thank you. Thanks, Thanks so for much. inspiring us. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Her Beautiful Hustle podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Her Beautiful Hustle. You can follow Nicolette at The Good LC and Sarah at Sass Tips. If you like this episode, please do us a favor and leave us a review. We would so appreciate it. If you would like to be a guest or know someone who would be a great guest on our show, email herbeautifulhustle at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram. Come tell us your story. So thanks for listening and um, enjoy. Sorry, I didn't. I, okay. I, 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 we can do it again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>